Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of the Sleeping Knots Podcast. I hope everybody had a really good New Year's. We've had all of our breaks, we've had all of our holidays, so now we're back at it. Back to every week, we're going to have a new story. So I want you to take a deep breath. Forget all your worries. Close your eyes. And prepare to lose yourself in today's silly sleep story called Bradley Cooper Takes a Cruise. When the opportunity came for Bradley Cooper to take a carnival cruise to the Caribbean, he jumped at the chance. With his bag packed, he happily made his way to the docks in Fort Lauderdale, ready for the adventure of a lifetime. The boat would deposit him safely at a Sandals resort, where the water would be warm, the food would be plentiful, and the drinks would be flowing. As he boarded the boat wearing a large pair of dark sunglasses and a floppy hat like the one his Nana wore when she was pruning roses, he knew that his anonymity was the only thing that mattered. He easily found his cabin, and once he realized there was no activities he wanted to attend until after dark, when the limbo competition was being held, he popped to Ambien and climbed into the luxury bed that awaited him. He snuggled down deep into his bed like a baby caterpillar in a cocoon and drifted off to a nice, deep, and heavily medicated sleep. Bradley Cooper was jolted awake unexpectedly from a nice dream where he was receiving an award for best smile, hair, and personality, all combined with being knighted by the queen while her corgis licked at his face. He sat up in a panic and felt a wave of nausea splash over him. Before he could move or do anything, he vomited all over himself and the 1,500 thread count Egyptian cotton sheets he'd been tucked into. He glanced out the round window next to his bed and was panicked to see nothing but choppy water slamming against it. He didn't remember his cabin being underwater when he first got there. Bradley Cooper flashed back to one particular audition he had had in the 90s for a movie that went on to boost Leonardo DiCaprio into the stratosphere of superstardom. In his audition for the part of Jack in Titanic, Bradley Cooper had chosen the scene where Jack is escaping from the lower deck of the ship while it fills with water. He closed his eyes. He channeled his inner Jack. He remembered all the experiences he had drawn on during that audition, and he decided to take action before he was trapped at the bottom of the sea as a bloated corpse for all eternity. He grabbed the life jacket that hung on the wall and he wrapped it around his vomit-stained torso. He then set to violently kicking at the window, his only means of escape from this watery grave. After several blows, it became clear he was not strong enough to penetrate the thick double glass. So he dug through his suitcase and pulled out the small handgun that he always kept on him, just in case of a wild gorilla attack. A wild gorilla attack may sound ridiculous, but once you have seen an ape rip the face from a person, as Bradley Cooper had when he was prepping for Gorilla Queen of the Amazon, a straight-to-DVD film from his early cinematic career, you would also fear a gorilla attack. He readied the weapon and shot once, twice, three times at the window before the glass finally shattered. As water began to pour in, Bradley Cooper shoved himself through the window and out into the sweet freedom of the open ocean. As he floated in the midday sun, he watched as the ship disappeared into the horizon and he figured he must be on a fast current which would hopefully take him to land soon. It never occurred to him to wonder why there were no other passengers in the water with him, as there should have been. and. 
like there was in Titanic, but he was distracted. He floated for what seemed like days, baking in the harsh sun while the seawater lapped at his cheeks, teasing him as the thirst that clawed at his insides became unbearable. He felt nipping at his toes and his legs and things brushing up against him, but he was too exhausted to wonder what they were. He drifted in and out of sleep. Hours, days must have gone by, maybe even weeks. He dreamed he was in a candy shop, pouring pixie stick after pixie stick into his starved mouth. The granulated sugar treat filled his mouth and stuck in his throat. He suddenly woke abruptly to find he was face down on a sandy beach, licking at a pile of sand. He coughed and choked and tried to rid his mouth of the grains while taking in his surroundings. How had he already come to be on land? The sun was low in the sky now, but he had no idea how long he'd been adrift. Higher up on the beach, there were groves of trees, and with that, he hoped would come food, water, and rescue. He stumbled to his feet and headed for the trees. When he spotted some dew on a large frond of palm, he licked at it furiously with the hopes of quenching his thirst. The cool shade of the trees was such a relief, and as the drops of water touched his tongue, he felt hope for the first time. He took stock of his situation. He was marooned, alone on a deserted island after the sinking of his luxury cruise liner. He wore only his boxer shorts and a Lady Gaga tour crew t-shirt. His feet were blistered and bleeding and he was exhausted. He knew that with night would come cold, but he had no means of making a fire. So he decided instead to do what made the most sense to him. He found an empty coconut shell and began to dig in the loose sand at the edges of the forest. He dug and dug and dug until there was a nice Bradley Cooper sized hole that he could hunker down in and stay warm. He fashioned a pillow from a rock and some leaves and then he made a small tent for his head which would be exposed. Then he crawled inside the hole and buried himself up to his neck, drifted off into a restless sleep. He dreamt he was at the Grammys with Jimmy Buffett on stage, playing all his top hits. Did he even know any Jimmy Buffett songs other than Margaritaville? He listened to the crowds cheer for them, and he dreamed of people laughing and shouting and drinking. It was all so cruel since he knew he was so utterly alone on this forgotten island. In the morning, Bradley Cooper's eyes opened with the rising of the sun, and he emerged from his sandy bed like a baby turtle from its shell. He stood shaky-legged, and while he shivered a bit in the early morning cold, there were more pressing matters he needed to attend to. His stomach lurched, and without warning, he knew he was about to explode from accidentally drinking too much seawater. And he remembered eating a bug or two in a haze of nighttime fever. Was that real? He found a spot next to some dried seaweed and unleashed what little was in his bowels on them. He then sat and cried at the utter hopelessness of his situation. No one would ever know what had befallen him until they found his skull bleached white by the sun on this abandoned beach. It was then he heard what he thought could be voices, which meant this was either a haunted island or there was maybe some real people close by. The voices floated towards him on the wind and he stood. He followed the sounds and prayed there were no gorillas waiting for him in these thick jungles. He didn't have his gun. The voices grew louder and louder, and as he made his way deeper and deeper into the jungle, he suddenly emerged in a clearing, and sure enough, there were people, real-life people. 
He tried to speak, but only coughs came out, with his throat parched and dry from thirst. The three men in the clearing turned and were startled to see the diarrhea and tear-stained man standing before them. Are, are you real? He asked them. Bro, weren't you in the hangover? One of the men asked him. No, nah, bro, that was Ed Helms. This is that dude from that Lady Gaga movie that my mom loves. What's his name? Yes, yes, that's me. That's me. I'm Bradley Cooper. Where am I? My ship was lost at sea and I barely managed to escape with my life and everyone else died. They're probably at the bottom of the ocean right now. He said as he realized the gravity of his situation. Um, bro, you're in Fort Lauderdale. This is the Margaritaville Resort, you know, like Jimmy Buffett. Woo! How many people were on your ship with you, dude? Bradley Cooper's mind reeled as he tried to process the information. He wasn't in the Bahamas. How was he back in Florida, in Fort Lauderdale, where the ship had taken off from? Uh, it was a carnival cruise ship I was on, he said. Bro, the whole ship sank? How did that not make the news yet? One of the other men asked. Yeah, I mean, the last thing I remember was I took two ambient and then the ship was going down, so I shot out the window and escaped into the ocean. My dude, I used to take Ambien and shit the bed. That stuff does me like crazy things to your mind. I bet you hallucinated the ship was sinking and like it wasn't really. Maybe you hadn't even left the dock yet. <laughs> the men laughed and Bradley Cooper was horrified because somehow there was a ring of truth to it. He knew this jabroni just might be right. The Jimmy Buffett concert he thought he'd been a part of the threat of imminent death, it all jumbled together in his memory, and despair took over his thoughts. Had he shot out the window in his cabin before they'd even left the dock? How was that possible? He floated for days, didn't he? Yet here he was, back in Fort Lauderdale, with diarrhea on his legs and vomit on his shirt. What had he done? The end. And that's our story for this week. I had one experience with Ambien. Um, I have sleep apnea and because of that I had to spend a couple of nights in a sleep clinic, which is, there's no such thing as sleeping in a sleep clinic. You know everyone's watching you and listening to you, you have sensors all over your head. Anyway, so they gave me Ambien for it. And it was the first time I'd ever taken it and it was, this is how long ago it was, it was right when Game of Thrones season one had come out. And I, I very clearly remember this little baby dragon in my room with me that was like breathing fire and like giving me life advice and I remember trying to catch it and then the next thing I knew I was throwing up all over myself in bed and the poor sleep tech guy had to come and unhook my my sensors so I could stumble into the bathroom it was horrible ambient is brutal it is nothing to be toyed with so let that be the moral of this story I guess um anyway that was it for this week. I hope it helped you to escape the realities of everyday life in this crazy time we live in. And I got I got nothing to promote. I got nothing to talk about other than um, if we want to hearken back to episode two. You know what? There is one thing I want to talk about. Uh, February 14th, the is going to be the premiere date of Men in Kilts, which if you're familiar with my Sam Hewen episode and Outlander and Sam Hewen in general, it's his new show. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, it'll be on stars February 14th. So keep an eye out for that. I'm very excited to see 
Sam Hewen again, just a little update on things that have happened since that first episode. Um, he put out on Instagram that you can text with him. And so, you know, I'd seen other people do this before and I wasn't really sure what it was. And so I texted thinking, I wonder what this is all about. I'm going to find out. Well, it turns out those text things, and I'm sure everybody knew this, but me, like when you text with a celebrity, I don't know if you're actually texting with them, but it's just a way for them to like send direct marketing for their projects to your phone, which is actually pretty, it's like evil genius. Whoever came up with this, I, I bet they, they were able to retire with a lot of money for this particular marketing campaign. Cause it's, it's pretty genius, but, um, even though I know it's probably not Sam Hewen, and I definitely know that he never reads anything I text to him, just sometimes when I'm having a bad day, I'll look down and my phone will say, oh, you have a text from Sam Hewen," and it's like, it's worth it. Brings me a little bit of joy. So I would recommend, even if it's just, you know, even if it seems stupid, sign up for those celebrity text messages. You might be able to bring a little joy to your life. I know I have. So... Anywho, until next week, I hope everyone sleeps well. <laughs>